Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Good morning, saints. Good morning. Once again, happy Mother's Day on behalf of Pastor Dwayne and the pastors here, ministers here at KLM. We say happy Mother's Day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We all know that being a mother is hard work. And most, and a lot of times, it's a thankless job. <laughs> For real, it's a thankless job. On top of that, there's expectations, whether we put on ourselves or other people put on us, to be able to do it all, to be that super mom. You know, we're the nurse, we're the doctor, we're the uh, caregiver, we're the counselor. And um, <laughs> we do it with little sleep. We function on little sleep. You know, we're, we're up before the kids get up. We're up after they go to bed. And God forbid if one of them wake up through the middle of the night, we're up then. <laughs> and then if you're not a singer mom, you're expected to put on that romantic wife hat and to do it with a smile and the best uh, attitude you have. And <clears throat> a little bit about me. I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been a single mom and I've been a wife with kids. I was 16 when I got pregnant with Pastor Dwayne and had him at age 17. Six years later, I had my son, Daniel. And being a single mom takes hard, hard work, especially if the father's not involved, involved in the children's life, you're then mother and father to them. From my experience, I much prefer being the wife and the mother of kids like God uh, planned it to be. He had planned for us to be married before we bring kids in the world. And I understand why, because after I did meet the man God sent me, and we got married, it was like a big weight lifted off my shoulders. Because women are not created to be the head of the household. Although we do it and we can do it well, it's not the perfect plan that God has for us. Amen? Amen. So, a lot of times I tell young mothers, although this is not the way God intended you to bring a child into this world, God has a purpose and a plan for that child's life. And as you give your life to Christ and raise that child up in the Lord, he will bless and keep that child and use him for his glory. My prime example, Pastor Dwayne. You know, who would have thought this, this child that I had out of wedlock at age 17 would one day give his life to Christ and walk with Christ save himself until he's married, become a youth pastor, and then now he's my senior pastor. I thank God for him. I thank God for saving my soul and delivering me and, 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 and saving me and teaching my boys and my family how to walk with Christ. About a month and a half ago, I got this text from my daughter. And it blessed my soul. You know, from time to time, she'll text me just, Mom, I love you, blah, 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 which is, which is awesome. 
So she sent me this text. She said, Mom, I just want to thank you for being the greatest mom in the world. And thank you for making me the strong woman that I am. But most of all, Mom, thank you for giving me the faith that I have. And I just thank God for that. One thing about moms, we never give up on our children. Like Courtney was saying, we never give up. That child might be a drug addict, alcoholic, running the streets and doing whatever. But you know, that's still our child. Mothers never give up on their children. A lot of times mothers go, we may feel undervalued, unappreciated, and unrecognized. From the kids who don't recognize all that we do for them, or maybe the husband who don't appreciate all that we do, and from, and from society who doesn't value the role, our roles as mothers. When I had the opportunity to be an at-home mother, I got negative comments from people when they ask, what do you do? And I would tell them, I'm an at-home mom with my family. And I got such negative feedback. But what I learned during that time is that being a mom and raising kids is a ministry. And I think if more people approached it that way, that it would make even a more impact in our children's life. Amen. Amen. And being a mother doesn't begin when you hold that child or bring that child home from the hospital. The very moment you, are, the woman conceived, she becomes housed for that baby. She, the nutrients that that baby gets comes from the mom. Mm -hmm. So women be, are trained to be mothers from a young age. You guys, remember when you got your first baby doll, how you dressed that baby, how you combed that hair. And if you're like me, I learned to braid from my braid of my doll's hair. So we're trained as a young child to grow up to be that loving, caring mother. <clears throat> Amen? Amen? Let's go on. I believe God has discerned has designed a mother's heart mm -hmm. to be a, a reflection of his own. Mm -hmm. uh, Sister Courtney, Minister Courtney was preaching my sermon up here, <laughs> but it's all good. You know, it was just confirmation what God was wanted to say today. And it's not that men aren't created in the image of God, they are, but it's something about a mother's love. In Isaiah 66, 13, you don't have to turn there, it says, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. It's something about a mother's heart that is so special, whether she, she has children naturally or adopted. It's just the way the mother looks at her child. You can see the love. For instance, have you guys noticed Lachey? Oh, my goodness. There she is. The way she holds that baby. And when she looks in his eyes, you can see all the love that she has for that child. It's just something special about a mother's love. <laughs> Give it up for Lachey. Happy Mother's Day. Trey, we know you love him too. But that Lachey, 
she looks into his eyes and it just melts you. There is something about a mother's love. You know, and you probably heard the saying, child, you don't, uh, your mother is the only one that can love you. You know, it's like, yeah. it's a distinction between mother love. That child could be beat up from, from the floor up, but that mother loves that child. Mm -hmm. and, and coming from down south, there was two things you didn't do. I might have said this before. You don't talk about anybody's mama, and you don't mess with anybody's kids. True story. I'm going to tell on myself. Okay. When we were growing up, there was a couple house down from us, a family. And every day in the summertime, we fought like crazy. Every day. And they beat our butts most of the time. And we'll call, I would go out and call mama, mama, no, 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 no. And so one day it kind of got out of hand because their mother put her hand on my brother. She didn't hurt him. She probably, I don't know what she did, but she put her hands on him. So we told my mama. And so my mom sat on the stoop until the lady came by because she had to pass our house to get her to her house. So the lady passed by, and my mom said, I hear you put your hands on my child. And so they had a few words. My mom took out a gun, and she shot the woman. But it hit her in the big toe. <laughs> she shot the woman in the big toe. But she was trying to kill the lady. She was trying to kill the lady for putting her hands on my brother. And, and you know, I, I'm so grateful that woman didn't die. <laughs> so she shot her in the toe, but she was intending to, she tried to kill the lady. Thank God she didn't have good aim. And I remember the police coming, so she took the gun and she hid it. Outside in the wash, you know those old time washes that had the spinners. You had to put them. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she hit it in there, and the police came. They tore up the house and everything. They couldn't find the gun. So she went to jail and got out the same night. And she didn't do any time. But thank God that she did not kill that lady. I would have had to grow up an orphan, you know. So, and think about today's message. I thought about different women in the Bible that I wanted, could have talked about. I thought about Mary, the mother of Jesus, Hannah, Sarah, Proverbs 31 woman. But I decided to go with the woman, and if you'll turn with me to Matthew 15, starting at chapter 20, verse 21 through 28. So I'm going to go through this and talk about some qualities that this mother has that would be worth us looking into, worth us trying to establish those qualities in our life. Amen? So the first quality I would like to talk about after reading it, let's go. It says, And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tari and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. <coughs> then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Her daughter was healed instantly. So first of all, this is a Canaanite woman. Now we know that the Canaanites were enemies with the Jews. Now this woman was willing to risk going to someone who might despise her and reject her, but she went anyway. And it was because of the love she had for her daughter. So this mother's heart is a loving heart. So we need, as mothers, we need a, a heart of love in, in order to deal with our kids, our husband, and others around us. I remember praying, Lord, especially when I was a single mom, my, Lord, give me a heart to love my kids. Created me that heart to be that mother you want me to be to my kids. And when I got married, I added this to it. Lord, give me a heart to love my husband. Help me to be that godly wife you want me to be and to continue to be that godly mother for my kids. Amen. So this woman had a heart of love for her child. Even though she could have been sent away, she saw it was the only hope that she had. I'm, I'm quite sure that at some point she took her daughter to the doctor. She asked others, you know, about it. And, and she had heard about Jesus and that he was in the area. So she took her daughter to Jesus. And <clears throat> she said, have mercy on me. She said, have mercy on her. Although she wasn't the one who was vexed with the devil, the demon, it was her daughter. But see, she was suffering because her daughter was suffering. And it's nothing worse for a mother to have a child that's sick and there's nothing you can do about it. But if we take them to the Lord, everything will be all right. Even when the doctors fail, we know a doctor that won't. So she was crying, have mercy on me. And this crying means to cry out. She wasn't saying, Lord, have mercy on me. She said, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of uh, David. Have mercy on me, O oh Lord. She cried out so much that it, it, it tormented the disciples. You know, he said, send him away. Send her away. She's crying out after us. Disciples had no patience, did they? You know, they said that another time about sending her away. You know, when the woman was coming up and saying, you know, Jesus, you know, I know who you are, Jesus, the son of God or something like that. Son of David, and they disciples, it bugged them, it vexed them in that spirit. I wonder why she was crying out for help. Have mercy on me, Lord. <laughs> I'm glad the disciples are not my savior. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so she was crying out, have mercy on me, which means to have compassion on me. Pity me for what I'm going through. My, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon, severely oppressed. 
not just oppressed. She's, her daughter was severely oppressed by a demon. One thing that the, this Canaanite woman knew was that she had heard about Jesus. He was in the region where she was from and the miracles that he had been doing. And she realized her daughter needed some help. She discerned that it wasn't her daughter, but it was an underlying issue with a demon. She discerned that there was demonic activity. And she knew that the only way to get help was to go to the Savior himself for our daughter. Amen? Amen. And so, you know, Paul tells us, you know, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And I believe she understood this. She understood that she was not in battle with her daughter. But it, she knew where to go to get her help. So after asking for help, have mercy, she tells Jesus why she needed mercy, and it was for her daughter. But Jesus didn't reply. He said nothing. Not only that, the disciples wanted her to get him to get rid of her. Can you imagine how this mother must have felt? Here she goes to the Savior, and she's crying out for mercy and help, and, and he, he doesn't answer her. And when the disciples sent, said, uh, sent her away, he replies in verse, let's go to, let's read 23 and 24. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, when I read that, I'm going, why would he answer that to the disciples? And, I, and then it clicked on me that he was answering the lady. He tells her, I was sent for the lost sheep of Israel. You, you are a Canaanite. You know, you're a Gentile. What, what do I have to do with you? And he goes on. And after he said that, she came. And knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he said, he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. So she came again and she knelt before him, which represent her worship. Before him, she she knelt before him. You know, he, here is the king of kings, and she knelt and she worshipped him. And then she said, "Lord, help me." And he he replies and he says, "You know, it's not fit for him to give the, the children's bread to a dog." So it's Jesus seems so cold because, like, first of all, he was hesitant in helping her or even replying to her, and now he compares her to a dog? And, and, and I know me, I would have been offended. I'm going, what, did he just say I was a dog? This, I don't know about this Jesus. Mm -mm. But <laughs> that's what he said. And so the mother, she didn't take no for answer. answer. So a mother's heart is not only loving, it's helpful. She's doing everything she can to help her daughter. 
and a mother's heart is persistent. She did not take no for an answer. You know, we, like Courtney was saying, we'll go that extra mile. If one door closes, we'll seek another door for our children. There's nothing we won't do to help our children. So what, what was so interesting was the lady's reply. And although he used the uh, analogy of a dog, in the Greek, the do these two words for dog, in the Greek, one is a more negative word than the other. It means a mangy, old dog, wild dog in the street. And the other is a, is a household pet, a puppy. So Jesus was referring to the puppy form in, in that statement. And the woman understood it because her reply was, what did she say? She uses the analogy of the pet dog to, to say to him, I understand what you're saying, Master. And, <clears throat> and she said, I'm not looking for the children's bread, but if you could just give me a scrap, a tiny morsel, uh, and that's all that I need. For, that's all that's needed for my daughter to be healed and to be set free. Just a scrap from the master's table. Lord, I, I don't want the chicken leg, but I just want a scrap for, for my daughter to be healed. It, it only takes a tiny little piece of bread, Lord, from your table for my daughter to be healed. Lord, I'm not asking for the potato salad, although it would be nice. Lord, I just need a pickle out of the potato salad. Just a tiny piece for my daughter to be healed. A scrap. Would you, I mean, the dogs eat the scrap, Lord, and, and, and I, I'm glad to be that pet dog, that, that, that puppy who's begging for that scrap, for my daughter to be healed. Give me the scrap, Lord. Give me the scrap. And that's why Jesus said, oh, woman, what great faith. I, you know, whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, you've got great faith, my daughter. Let's see how he puts it for real. Amen. He says, he says, then Jesus answered her and said, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it done to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. See, sometimes we go and, and we're seeking all this grand stuff. And God wants our hearts to be just, just, Lord, just give me a little peep of you. Lord, let me spend a little time with you, God, and, and everything will be all right. Whether it's my daughter or my dogs in the house or, or me, Lord, I, I seek to just a scrap of your presence, Lord. A mother's heart is full of faith, full of faith. So we need to be full of faith. And in order to be Faith, to be full of faith, faith, there's two things that need to happen. First of all, we need to recognize who we are, like we're sinners, undeserving. And second, to realize who, who Jesus is. He, he's the God of the universe who can do anything. And as we develop that heart of faith, out of it comes the love. 
All of, out of it comes the discernment, the helpfulness, the persistent. You know, we've got to be persistent with the Lord. We don't give up on our loved ones, on our children. Your mother's love never, never dies. You know, I come from a big family, and there was eight of us, and I was, like, almost in the middle. I was in the middle if my, one of my brothers would have lived. There was, my mom had nine kids. One died at birth. And so, although we came from a large family, we knew we were loved. My mom loved me. Some of my siblings would just say I was the favorite one. I was the one that was spoiled. I don't think I was the favorite one. I do know I was spoiled. and My mom spoiled me. And as a matter of fact, I told my husband when we met, listen, I got to tell you, my mom spoiled me. And if you want me, you got to keep that spoiling up because that's what I'm used to. And he did. But having all those kids, we knew our mom loved us. As a matter of fact, my youngest sister brought it to my attention. She said, you know, we were growing up, we were poor, and we didn't even know we were poor. And, and I'm going, you know what, you're right. You know why? Because mom made all the difference. You know, she made sure our little clothes was starched and ironed. We was all always cute and uh, well taken care of, you know, but, you know, we didn't have much. But just the love of a mother can blind your eyes so that the negative stuff don't affect you. And as mothers, we have to stay prayed up. We have to pray over our kids. Pastor Dwayne will tell you, when I was seeing them, look, they couldn't go out that door to school unless I prayed and pleaded the blood of Jesus over. And even today, it is more necessary today than ever before. It doesn't matter what school your child goes to. Pray over that child every morning for God's protection over him, over his teachers, over his classmates, over the school, period. You know, and God will answer that prayer. He, 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 um, he loves us that much. So, and the greatest thing for me in, in teaching this and studying is her faith. And this is something that we can pass on to our children, our faith in Christ, and, and teach them how to you know, come to know Christ and so their faith can grow and they can make... Uh, they can affect the, the world. They can change generations by their faith in Christ. Dwayne, Pastor Dwayne used to go to school witnessing to the teachers and all the students. I remember when he was in junior high school, we were in Trenton. And he, he's at school doing this thing. He witnessed to one of his teachers that was having a hard time. And she actually came to our house for a Bible study because he witnessed to her. Now, this is a public school in Trenton. You know, God is good. God is good. And that's what I had to share today. Amen. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 
0-800-242-0073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.